The Frequency 49 show continues to expand its worldwide audience, and we would like to thank you, the listeners and contributors, for making the show so popular. Everyone involved in making the show, from the presenters in front of the microphones to the researchers and editors in the back room, give their time freely. However, there are costs in publishing the shows and keeping the archived episodes available to all. To raise funds to cover the cost of publishing, we've set up a GoFundMe page for anyone that may wish to donate towards those running costs. No matter how much you can afford to donate, we appreciate it, and it'll keep the show on the air for another year. If you'd like to donate, visit GoFundMe.com and search Frequency 49 Show. Visit our Facebook page, Niner Empire GB, for more information, or click on the link in the show's description. Interest is based on show content. Approval is subject to you being a fan of the San Francisco 49ers. Your home is at risk if you set fireworks off in it. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm Kat Victorino, and joining me today are Deepak Gohill and Nathaniel James. Good evening, gentlemen. Hi, everyone. Good evening, everyone. So I am going to beg for forgiveness. Um, I want to indulge a, a, a little bit for myself here. Um, most of you know that the last couple of weeks have been very difficult for me and my family, as well as my work family. Most of Sonoma County has been on fire. At the moment, the fire is 86% contained. All of our homeless shelter, all of our shelters have been closed and all residents have been returned to their homes. So everything is on the upswing. Everything is great. But I want to gush about how wonderful the Niner Empire GB is in their outpouring of support and the messages and the just reaching out to check in on me. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. You guys are a million miles away from me and the love and care you've shown me during this time has just meant the world. Most of you are friends of mine on Facebook and know that we had a gang shooting outside my my child's school before this all started and then we had the fire and then the house behind me went caught on fire and you guys have just been so kind to me and I just can't tell you how much I truly 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 appreciate and adore every single one of you. This is by far the best Niner fan group in the world and I absolutely love you and thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart okay now I've been indulged I love you guys let's talk some football uh, so last Thursday Halloween night uh, the 49ers flew into uh, the southwest desert of Arizona or shall we call it Levi Southwest and took on the Cardinals in an epic showdown leaving the Niners a, a winner again with the final score of 28 to 25. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo posted a 136.9 passer rating going 28 for 37 for 317 yards and four touchdowns no interceptions I love it what do you guys think what do you think of this game Arizona aren't as bad as people think they are and an away win in the NFL is a, is a big achievement, you know, um, especially for a team that went in 7-0 with this big fat target painted on its back. But I think above everything else, the 49ers have shown that they can find ways to win, different ways to win without relying um, on the defense. Now, the score 28-25, I think Arizona perhaps ran out of time, but we made a few errors. We allowed a very long rushing touchdown against us. We dropped some certain passes for touchdowns. We dropped a, a pick six that could have gone to the house. So, you know, I think all things even, Stevens, 
we were good value for the win. But I think it's terrific that we can find different ways to win against a very challenging opponent, um, you know, in a hostile environment too. Arizona fans are nuts. So I'm pleased, really, really pleased. I think defensively, I think there was a little bit, you know, obviously we're missing K1 Alexander now. So it's, he's, and he's made, you know, such, such a difference right from the beginning, you know, even though we didn't have him for the whole of the first game. But even so, he's, he, he's just been a presence, hasn't he? It was a good game, but I think, like, even when I was um, listening to one of the um, interviews afterwards, um, Sherman was sort of saying that he wasn't particularly too too happy with the d- defensive effort at times. He believed that, you know, realistically, <laughs> he knows that, you know, that, that, that you know, the team are much better from a de- defensive standpoint. So th- there were some sort of things that I thought, mm, not, not, not defense hasn't done, done as well, but... I mean, Garoppolo had a heck of a game, didn't he? Um, four touchdowns, 317 yards. Played a really... I think it's this, probably one of the best games this season that I've I've seen him in. And I think you have to take into consideration what he's bought and how, how he is and everything. I think, yeah, looking back at all the, all the games, there's been situations and moments where you thought, oh my word, is he really going to do, do that? But I think it kind of answered again some of the answers around you know whether he is this franchise starting quarterback and yeah I mean from my perspective I really uh, Garoppolo played a great game I was really impressed with George Kittle I think he's obviously he's had a few kind of things with regards to his groin area and he's also had a, uh, some issues with his, his his knee and obviously that tackle well that low sort of block or whatever it was that low tackle didn't help did it right went onto his knee and he, he was banging against the ground in fury but yeah as I say he kind of just you know he did get up he got he, he went back to work and he's you know subsequently because I thought we were all I, I kind of thought oh my word has he gone off and are we going to lose him for the game because that could have been the touch with it you know it doesn't happen but it, it, it was one of the worries I, I guess and kind of he got up he went back out and he after being on the sideline and he scored a touchdown so you know obviously there's some some things happening um so yeah pretty uh, I mean it was a, one of those games where you just think oh god really close but a win's a win isn't it and we've we've been saying this from the beginning so yeah really cool some of the things I'm hearing from Bay Area media and I tend to agree with is this game really falls on the offense. The The only reason they won really was because of the offense. The offense saw the struggles of the defense and stepped it up and picked it up and did what they needed to do to make sure that we stayed in the game, number one, and that we won the game. Um, what do you think about that statement? Yeah, I think that is... a. Um... A fair statement to make and I think what we've seen here is the defense winning games for the 49ers but now we've seen the offense win a game for the 49ers and I'll tell you where this is heading towards this is heading towards this defense and this offense both singing at the same time you know and and that's when we are going to become um, a very formidable team to play against so you know I know the nature of the win wasn't how we wanted it and you know, the, Richard Sherman called out the defense, you know, in his press conference. He was really, really upset and angry. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually respected him for that because the standards that he set and what he what he said in that interview was 
was basic leadership that we're going to have to, we're better than this. We're going to be better than this. We're not going to be like this again. And he's sounding off to the youngsters on that defensive unit that even though we won the game, to him, that wasn't acceptable. And it needs a leader. We don't have many seasoned leaders on this team. He is one of them. For him to step up and say that, I think we'll, you know, and I'm sure we'll talk about the Seahawks game soon, but it, the defence needed to hear that. But I do think, you know, the sign of a good team is that it can win against these sort of trap games, these tough games, and play ugly and still get it done. You know, and, and we did that. And I tell you what, Arizona away is not an easy game for anybody. You know, and when, when we came out of it, did what we had to do, we got the win. And, and you know, I am really pleased because we've shown another dimension of how we can win a football game. And Jimmy G not in the interception highlight, but um, losing Alexander was uh, a devastating loss. Talking, especially the fact with you know you saying about you know offense and defense playing playing to you know playing on on the same page if if you like. We had that real you know we did have that really sh- in theory it was that short week, wasn't it? So. Yeah, I'm, I'm fully with you. It, you know, it was, it, and Kat, you even said it was po- possibly going to be a, tra- a trap game for us, and it, it, you know, it, in a sense, it almost was. But yeah, as I say, we we did win, and that- well, that's. I mean, that's the thing. Ar- you know, Arizona is no slouch. Even though you know we've got they've got a rookie quarterback, Murray was 17 for 24, 241 yards, two touchdowns, a 130.7 passer rating. So, you know, there's talent on that team. That's gonna be a team we're gonna have to continue to to keep our eye on. But I was actually talking with my husband over the weekend about it when we actually had a moment to talk and he's made the point and I I tend to agree with him the defense needed this kind of I guess beat down you know where they weren't the the solid force you know the the scary defense that they had been just to humble themselves and get them to refocus on what they do best which is defend the ball go after the ball you know go after the quarterback um hurry you know get those hurries in make those tackles you know it's almost like they kind of needed that reset to to get them ready for the the last half of the season because we do have some we've said it all year we've got tough teams we're coming up against soon 100 percent, and i think the the real reason why we won that game is if you look down the stat sheet that we've got in front of us, look at our third down efficiency. 11 from 17 is a staggering 64%. That's got to be up there in the NFL. One from one on fourth down, okay? When you can go 11 from 17 on third down efficiency, you are going to win your games. You are going to win games. And how long has it been since we've seen stats like that, where we've made third and fourth down conversions? And also our red zone efficiency is very high too. You know, we got through so many games by converting into the red zone. So it's these little things that are ticking along in the background. You know, one week we're frustrated because the offense didn't do this, that the offense didn't do that, but the adjustments are being made. And I think the other bonus about this Arizona game is yes, we came off a short week, but we've had an extended period of time, almost like another bye week in between, to prepare mm-hmm. for Seahawks and allow for you know ouchies and injuries to to heal and fix, our players to re- refocus and regroup, and those those extra few days. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, an extra three days, almost half a week that the players have had on top of what they would have had to to get their head straight. There are a lot of positives in this. I, I, I sort of look beyond the scoreline. I think 
perhaps if the game had gone on a, a little bit longer, maybe Arizona could have come back into it. But I think we showed a bit of fatigue by allowing a long, a long drive, a long score for a touchdown towards the end. Mental mm-hmm. mistakes like dropping that pick six that could have gone to the house, dropping the end zone would have been caught on any other day, you know, and they were mentally fatigued, but we've got over that hump and we've had an extended break. I can't wait for this team to to play on Monday night. I'm excited for Monday. I really am. (laughs) It'll be a good Monday, Monday night football. You know, what can you say? Yeah. uh, One of Jerry Rice's favorite, favorite days. He loves that, you know, those sort of games, doesn't he? So uh, yeah. And he's made um, pretty much a, very much, but a bold prediction quite recently, hasn't he, as well? So One game uh, at a time, uh, one game at a yeah, time, that, one game at a time. I think that's what we, we, we've got to kind of keep in perspective, isn't it? And, you know, we, we've been saying this, we've been hammering it home. Some of my friends that are, you know, kind of, uh, you know, Chargers fans, you know, other other fans that I've, I've been speaking to, Colts fans and everything, you know, that, that I, you know, my friends. But I, I've sort of said, well, you know, all right, we, we, yeah, we're doing really well, but we just got to take it, you know, it's got to be one, one game at a time and and it yeah it just that's exactly I'm, I'm hoping you know and I, I I'm guessing that's what Carl's telling the players let's take it one game at a time let you know let's not you know get, you know let's stay composed and yeah go from there really. stay focused <laughs> you know your quest for six quest for six has started and I'm saying you know we need the quest for the west before we look at the quest for six and uh, at some point we're gonna have to mention the sb word aren't we we're gonna have to mention it's too early (laughs) (laughs) i can just feel deepak going (laughs) cat i've had to calm you down all year lady (laughs) i'm with you but um i think if I'm to put my hand on my heart, I think 11 wins will get us into the playoffs. Maybe not as champions of the NFC West, but I think 11 wins might be enough to get us through to, through into the, the postseason. And that's only three more wins out of the next eight games. That is totally doable. Especially when, well, yes, it's doable, but, you know, 11 might not be. I think maybe if we if we beat Seattle and we win 12 games, that might give us the NFC West title even. You know, so postseason <laughs> is something that you get by default if you if you are very good in your division. And so far, we've only I think we've only had two divisional games: Rams and Arizona, and we've won both of them. Mm-hmm. You know, coming up on our third. So that's why this is such a massive game for us on Monday night. It's not the fact that they're eight and one and we're eight and zero. This is a divisional rivalry. This is a divisional matchup. You know, and. It's, it's priceless. To, to This win will be priceless for whoever wins it. I believe it's going to be us. Well, some cool stats that Mark got for us. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has joined Joe Montana, Steve Young, and Elvis Gerbach as the only quarterbacks for the 49ers who have had a 300 passing plus passing yards, four plus touchdown passes, and a 130 plus passer rating in a single game that's approaching pretty darn good uh, company to be in. So far, so good. I mean, he really did play out of his skin on um, on Thursday night, and, and he deserves the plaudits that he's getting, you know. Um, what do you say to the guy? You know, he's he's played just over a full season's worth of games. He's, he's, had, he's only going to get better and better for us, you know. And now Staley's coming back. Oh, yes. And we should be seeing use check, too. You know, my question is, um, is this 
is time in the pocket, you know, will he, will it, will it mentally interfere with how long he thinks he can stay in the pocket? And I think Staley will just say to him, take as long as you need, because I'm going to do my job. (laughs) (laughs) Some other fun facts I see here, guys. Uh, Sanders was the first Niners wide receiver to have a hundred yard receiving game this season. Considering we're basically running everything by committee, that's pretty darn good. Quan Alexander will be a big loss. Absolutely. He is the second best linebacker in the league, allowing a passer rating of 67.4. And I saw, um, uh, I was I was reading something the other day on, on Facebook, and it was kind of like, how, how do we replace, how do you replace Quan Alexander? And it's like... There was somebody that, that I saw. I found a picture of on something. I saw something on Facebook, and it said, um, uh, "It's simple. You um, you ask Patrick Willis as whether or not he wants to come out of retirement. <laughs> that, that, that would be cool, wouldn't it?" <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Anyway, I had to throw that in there. <laughs> well, and that win ended an eight-game losing streak against the Cardinals. How sweet is that? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Just a win in Arizona, you know, we've, we've not had a, a very good time of things there. But in fact, and, I've, and I'll defer back to this overtime cat, it's a divisional game and they're the ones that you mm-hmm. really, really have to win. You know, Arizona on Thursday, sometimes my mind plays games with me. I keep thinking of the game that we have with Seattle, last game of the season. It could be the one that the Seahawks need to win to make it to the playoffs. <laughs> and, we, and we ruin it for them. We absolutely, we absolutely ruin it. We ruin it for them. You know? um, but, these, but it's sweet because it is a divisional game and they're the ones, the bread and butter of, of, our, of our schedule is win the division, win the division, win the division, and then come what may. To be honest, wouldn't it be good to, ha- to, to have a situation where we, where we, win, you know, we, we come out and we do win this division this year? Do you know what I mean? I mean, I, I can't even... When was... I can't even recollect the last time... We we won we won the division <laughs> in the Harbaugh years. I think it was twenty twelve. Six years ago, long time. That's a very long time. That, two years ago to the week, we were zero and nine. Think about this. Zero <clears> and <throat> nine. Two years ago this week, we were zero and nine, and now being divisional rivals, we're eight and zero. We've got this eight, no. massive, big, fat target on our back. Come beat us! Come beat us! <laughs> And everybody can well, see it from space, you know. Everybody wants a piece of our ass, and nobody's going to get any. <laughs> and thank you, Baltimore Ravens, because of their win against the Patriots. We are now the only undefeated team in the NFL. Sorry, I just had to throw that out. Because, you know, I don't like the Patriots. <laughs> so we got some questions from the group and i think steve panda richardson has the topper of them all can we please get rid of the thursday night games with the new cba what do you guys feel about thursday night games other than it's massively inconvenient time for you guys to be up watching a game it's inconvenient for people in america to get to as well because it's a thursday night game you know people have to take a half a day off work season two exactly uh, but i think with the, this talk of an extended season of coming up they might even add another midweek game in for all we know you know mm. international series going one way you know there's rumors that that might be expanded or an expansion team in london yeah i mean if if steve is saying can we get rid of thursday night games and i'm with him i don't like them either but i think they're going to be a part of, of the nfl moving forward 
I, I don't like Thursday night either. Obviously, it makes it really, really difficult because then it has an impact on, you know, fans, not just in the UK, but, you know, some of our other, you know, sort of um, fans over in Germany and other parts of Europe and everything. So, yeah, I kind of kind of see what, you know, Dipak's saying. <laughs> we'll, we'll, there has been some speculation around, you know, having a franchise over here for some time over in London, but whether or not it happens. As I say, I think Thursday night doesn't really help because then it makes it really, really difficult for, you know, us to watch it. But <laughs> I have a hard enough time with Monday nights because by the time I get home, we're already midway through the second quarter. Just because I'm on the West Coast, the game starts just after five. Uh, you know, I don't get home until six, you know, so the game has really progressed along um, unless I take time off of work to, to catch kickoff. And to me, the Thursday night game really kind of takes away the specialness of the Thanksgiving Day games, which I know that's not something you guys celebrate there. But for us, me growing up, my brother and I, it was always, you know, we were at my my grandparents' house and grandma's making the turkey and grandpa is teaching us about football as we're watching all these um, these games on, on Thanksgiving Day. And, you know, and then we go and throw the ball around. You know, I mean, it's just, it kind of takes away this that, that special piece of Thanksgiving for me. You know, it's, now it's every every Thursday night and I can't imagine the toll it takes on the players having to go from a Sunday game immediately to a Thursday game and then look at who get, who gets hurt that's my my beef with Thursdays honestly I think they're here to stay and I kind of agree with D I think they're they I wouldn't be surprised to see another midweek game added just because of the almighty dollar uh oh I've already failed my challenge. Martin Hughes wants to know how many times we can mention the number eight throughout the show. So let's keep doing, doing it. it. Eight, eight, challenge eight, accepted. Eight, 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 eight. We are eight and zero. Hey, and you know number eight, eight, eight has been there too. Oh. <laughs> I can't wait to uh, to say no in German several times next week. <laughs> <laughs> So Cam Sorensen, our buddy, has asked, is Quan Alexander's injury the worst for the team yet? As Shanahan, or could Shanahan game plan around our injuries on offense? What do you guys think? Uh, second part of that question, well, he's got to work around a game plan for injuries. You know, um, we've been crippled with them since Shani's arrived. Uh, the first part, Quan Alexander's injury the worst for the team yet? I think it is a significant injury and. In, most definitely, yes. One of the worst that we've suffered. But Shani's a very intelligent coach. He will find the personnel. He'll find the plays. And don't forget, Rob Salah knows a thing or two about Pete Carroll's offensive mindset. So um, we may have an edge there. But Quan Alexander is, is a devastating loss for us. It'll be interesting. I think it's you know next man up, isn't it? So we'll we'll just have to see... Who um, obviously I think um, Elijah Lee's been talked about, isn't he? And I can't remember. Oh my word! He's been promoted. Uh, yeah, hasn't he's he? been promoted. promoted from the practice yeah, squad? he's been promoted from the practice squad, and I can't remember the name of the. I've forgotten what the other guy's name. It, the the good guy who 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 I'd spoken about who um, managed to help that girl that had her drink spiked. That's playing. Um, he's he, that's fulfilled the. You know, um, well, not for he's he's taken over Quan's role uh, as a starter. Who I, I cannot forget. I'm really sorry. Any ideas, guys? 
I'm drawing a blank. No, okay, okay. But yeah, as I say, um, I'm sure. Dre Greenlaw? That's Greenlaw, the one. Yes, there thank we you. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Graham Ross says the success that the cards had by running an up-tempo offense gives the rest of the league a blueprint on how to beat our defense. Yes or no? What do you guys think? Oh, that's a really good question. And I think <laughs> he's not wrong in what he says. It can. Because if you look at every game we've played in, wherever we've deferred the kickoff, you know, to, to play defense first, Every opening drive against us has been rush, 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 rush. Everybody wants to run the ball on our defense. Um, is it a blueprint? I don't know, because um, in order to do that well, you, you've got to have the right offensive moves for, for, this, for this defense that has got many different schemes and multiple sets. Okay, So yes, I think is the short answer, but to actually execute it, I'd say no. And I think also with the Arizona game, it was that any given Thursday factor was a generous dollop of that was involved too. So yes, you can beat a team by running on them because that's what we do. And uh, and that's what Arizona did to us. But is it a blueprint? No, I think it needs a little bit more fine tuning than just pound the ball. You know, Washington did the same to us. The Rams did the same to us. It didn't mean they beat us though. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you, Dipak. I, I, yeah, as I say... I, it, it's a hard one to to call. I I think we have have to acknowledge that, you know, even Sherman did say, and I'm, I know I'm referencing what we what we stated earlier, but you know the, the D didn't have a, a a good day that short week. But as I say, we need to take in, into consideration. You know, they did they did bring an up tempo offense, but we still won the game. Andy Mitchell says the league's best pass rush, pass rush against the most overprotected quarterback in football coming up. Are we concerned that our defense will not get within five yards of Wilson without a flag being thrown for worrying the quarterback? <laughs> I think we'll get plenty close to him. It's whether we can bring him down and tackle him or not. Wilson's a, right now he's playing like a video game character on cheat mode. He's, he's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> he is just phenomenal just when you think they've got him he's going to go down he escapes or he'll he'll make a play he'll make a throw he is just flat out balling at the moment and I think the advantage that we've got and and I did see some lazy tackling and I say lazy tackling not poor tackling lazy tackling I've seen our defense tackle much better than this on Thursday night they're going to have to be on their edge they're going to have to be on a hundred percent focus mode you get you get Russell Wilson in the in the open, you have to bring him down. Otherwise, he'll kill you. It's as simple as that. He will <laughs> kill you. You know, yeah. he, he is just phenomenal to watch this season. I shouldn't lord so much praise on this guy, but I, I literally believe that guy could destroy anybody he wants to at will. He's we gotta yeah. shut him down. He absolutely. We got to get the pressure on him. Bosa, I'm looking at you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Bosa. Come on. Come on, lad. Let's put it, get him down. <laughs> Don't let him have that coverage. <laughs> so, Lion is very porous, you know, and he's easily reachable. It's The question is when you reach him, you have to bring him down. You can't let him slip away from yeah, you. And, uh, exactly. And that's why I think the this elite defense of ours is going to have a bit of a a special night. Is there a free agent of interest out? I can't think of one, to be honest with you, that could take Quan's place. No, he's not replaceable, but what we do is what Nate said earlier, next man up. And yep. uh, 
Craig Greenlaw is going to is going to be asked to step up and do a job, and uh, and he will. You know, there's leaders on that defense, and um, I think he'll be okay. You know, he, he's not going to be Alexander, but he'll do what he needs to do, and he'll do the job. We have to have a, a little bit of confidence in these guys. But the second part is interesting. More nickel sets and see more read, more more mostly nickel sets. Mm. That's not really Salah's style, though, right? I mean, it isn't, and it's you know Russell Wilson nickel set. I don't know uh, is the answer to that. I mean, <laughs> you show deep to Russell Wilson, and he'll kill you with his feet. You know, he, he, yeah. And so I'm 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 fifty fifty. I think we're going to have to be more zonal in the way that we play against this defense, uh, against the Seattle offense, than than, than look at a, a nickel or a dime set. Mark Baylor, given the success of the cards had running the ball against us, how concerned should we be about Chris Carson on Monday? For a t- for the first time in a while, it seems the Seahawks' offense is better than its defense. Well, that's categorically true. Its offense is better than its defense. And we should be worried about Chris Carson because he can destroy you too. Having said that, what we've got to look at about their offense, and I sort of mentioned it earlier, is their offensive line is very, very weak. You know, and if we can dominate the line of scrimmage, then we can contain Seattle comfortably. So it is going to be about the line of scrimmage and who turns the ball over the least. So, yeah, he's going to be um, somebody to worry about, but I think it's somebody we can contain. Yeah, I mean, he, I've just—I I was looking at the stats with regards to him on on on, on uh, just googling it with regards to Seahawks. Twenty-seven carries, one hundred and eighteen yards. I, yeah, we've we've really got to watch him, but I think you know there's there are other players that you know we need to consider that you know we need to keep an eye on as well. That you know I'm hoping we'll probably come on to in the minute when we we talk about the preview. But yeah, as I say, he's uh he, he it's yeah he just we've just got to contain. We just need our defense to turn up, you know, like they have been and play, how they've been playing and everything. And I'm sure with you know Sherman Stoke, you know, sticking something up the. Um, proverbial hopefully you know (laughs) well and then our buddy Bonnie gives me the perfect segue into the game preview destroying the sea hags how do we match up let's talk about how we match up against the Seahawks the Seahawks lead the series all-time 25-16 and Seattle has won 13 of the last 15 meetings they've also won four of the last five meetings in Santa Clara so we know they have a weak offensive line so hopefully we can exploit that with our defensive line, which I think we can. We've got a pretty strong defensive line. Yeah, we do. We, we, we absolutely do. I'm, I'm quite resolute on that. <laughs> I think the difference in this game is going to be Russell Wilson. I, I truly honestly believe we can contain him. We'll win this game. I, I think our offense is better than their defense. Their defense isn't that great, you know. Um, so we can score on them. But containing them is... Uh, is where we'll do it. Um, but on their defense, that said, um, Wagner is still quite formidable. You know, but I think our offensive line, I think our tackles, I think we're going to be okay in that line of scrimmage matchup. Our offensive line against their D line, I think we win that one. Our defensive line against their offensive line, I think we win that one too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I, I saw some of the game. I, I did see the highlights from the. Um, the Bucks game and everything, and their their line didn't really hold 
I think you know you penetrate that offensive line you get to that the, the, the easiest way to win this game is to tr shut down Russell Wilson that's the way to be you know to be, to actually win this game that's the you know the the only way of tr you know once you've stopped him that then you know that that's that's it you, you and we, you know we do need him to you know and I, I don't think their line is anything to you know they're not amazing their 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 offensive line isn't amazing so defense just needs to come attack you know we need um some of our players to to do what they've been doing get get to him debuck needs to penetrate he can he can move around he can get, get he can get there we just need bosa to be playing like he, he played you know when, when he played against pittsburgh we we can do this but it's just you know we, we need to penetrate that line and get to to russell wilson well on paper it looks like a good matchup offensively the seahawks are six in the nfl averaging 27.6 points per game and fourth in total yardage with an average of 395 yards per game. The Niners are sitting third in the NFL, averaging 29.4 points per game, so almost two whole points more per game. Seventh in total yardage at 390.2 per game, so I, I mean just a five-yard difference there. But we are also second in, listen to me, we, we, the Niners are also second in the NFL in rushing yards, averaging 171 yards, 0.1 yards per game, whereas the Seahawks are eighth, averaging 131.7 per game. So offensively, it is close. Defensively, I think is defense is going to be the, the, the difference maker. Defensively, the Seahawks are 22nd in points allowed with 25.6. The Niners are second with 12.8, although last the last game was a little bit of an aberration. That was the first time we allowed more than 20 points all season. So on paper, defense shows up. We're on good shape. And they the Niners have opened as six-point favorites for this game. So are we all saying the Niners win this game? What are our predictions? Under my heart and my red and gold spectacles clearly off, you know, and trying to be as dispassionate and, and and neutral as I possibly can. We're going to stuff them. And no. Uh, I, I think we will beat them. I think we will make a statement that will say to the rest of the NFL that you keep saying we don't, we're not beating opponents that are worthy. Um, I think this will be the one that we will win and people will. The, the ones that aren't paying attention will pay attention. It'll be a difficult, difficult game. But I think us as favourites by six points is about perfect. It's there or thereabouts. I don't think it'll be much more in it than a touchdown. Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with Dipak. I think it's going to be a really, really tough game. I think it's going to be a close game. I'm getting fed up because we hear about it all the time. You know, there's a lot of people sort of stating that you know the Niners aren't good enough we're not good enough we've not done anything you know we're not doing anything and it's like well you know we've, we've won our last eight games and everything so as long as as I've mentioned we stop Russell Wilson we stop that running game we you know stop Lockett from doing things and Metcalf don't allow him to do anything at all you know as long as we have you know and we've got good good corner you know cornerbacks that can stop stop you know that those 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 players and everything we you know yeah I think that there's no reason why we can't win this game so I'm going to say yes we are going to I do believe that we are going to win this game but as mentioned I, I think it's going to be a close game um, possibly yeah I'm probably in, in agreement with Dipak probably no more than a touchdown but we are going to win it I think it's going to be closer than that 
I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. I think we'll win by one or two points. At this stage, can I, um, whoever's recording next week, if we win by a blowout, can we have like a 15-second giggle session at the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to laugh at James, but I will, because he seemed to think that we were going to, you know, absolutely dominate in the uh, Arizona Cardinals game. But I suppose we can have a laugh at that, can't we? Sorry, James. <laughs> well, I mean, but we need games like that to keep us humble, right? Well, every game keeps us humble. And um, and the whole thing is the objective is not to go 9-0. and The objective is to go 1-0 and in every game that we play. Exactly. One at a time. Who's got the pick six details? Yeah, I have. So, Dipak, uh, Keith, Fish, Philip Withers managed to select five correct results. So, it doesn't look like there was any pick six. So, the leaderboard at the moment, top ten, looks like, well, there's uh, number one, uh, Kieran Walton with 51. Uh, number two, uh, yeah, 46, uh, Keith Fish, um, Simon Holdsworth, 41. At third, uh, then um, oh, I'm in joint. How, how am I joint fourth? Bloody hell! <laughs> Sorry, excuse my friend. But how am I that? Uh, yeah, I don't. Need, uh, to be honest, I thought it was much lower. Joint joint fourth um, I, with John Neal at forty. Then Jason Argo thirty nine at fifth. Sixth Ross. It's uh, not at uh, six. Um, sixth we've got place. We've got Ross Irwin, James Waters, Rob Martin, and Dipak with thirty eight. Uh, Alex uh, Gill and Christian Theobald, uh, you're 36, 7th place. Uh, and then 8th uh, place, Steve Panda-Richardson um, and Andy Mitchell with 35 points. Uh, Kat, you're 30, you've had 34 points and you're at 9th place. And then 10th, we've got Mark Gaunt and Mark Noly with 33 points. Hey, ninth is respectable. I'll take it. <laughs> Good job, everyone. Keep playing. Okay, it's time for our favorite game. Time for the two-minute drill. I've got two minutes on the clock. All right, two minutes on the clock, and we're going to go now. Depak, if Jimmy keep, just keeps this one, keeps, oh, brother. If Jimmy just keeps on this way, will he get into the shakeup for league MVP? Yeah, I think he will if he keeps playing the way he is and improving and showing that he can win difficult games. Absolutely. Nathaniel, what pleased you most about Thursday's win over the cards? Two players, Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle. Deepak, were you concerned about RD having a slightly below par outing? Uh, a little bit. It wasn't the end of the world, but I think if there was more time left, then we could have got ourselves into a real hole. They were fatigued, they were tired, and it showed. Um, the execution was poor. I think this extended break will have them back on full speed as we know it. So, um, yeah, I was a little bit concerned, but nothing that can't be fixed. Nathaniel, if you could have one player from any team to improve ours, who would it be? Oh, blimey, that's a question. Um, oh, oh, blimey. Uh, oh, wow, wow. I've only got two minutes. Um, 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 um. <laughs> trying to think of a good defensive lineman to take you know to uh, take on an example uh, Calais Campbell <laughs> there we go <laughs> Deepak is this team better than the team that lost to the Ravens in the Super Bowl what um, wow what a question thank you Neil is this team better? 
Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't believe it is better. Um, I think really? I think we have some players that are better in this team, but no, it's, no. Um, Anakin Bolden, you know Frank Gore. These guys, they were, the defense, Bowman, Willis. You know, I think um, I think that the team that lost to the Ravens in the Super Bowl was slightly better. <laughs> All right, and we are out of time, but there is one question I want to ask you guys. Now that we are halfway through the season, and this is one of Neil's questions we didn't get to. Now that we're halfway through the season, how would you guys grade the team so far? Well, for me, it's it's probably easier than it is for most. I had us down for a maximum of between three to five, six wins, so it has to be an A-plus for me. Um, they've exceeded every expectation I had for them this season. A, a for me as well. <laughs> A++ for me. <laughs> well, we are just about out of time. I do want to put a little plug in here for our GoFundMe fundraiser we're running right now. Um, as many of you know, this is a labor of love for everyone in this group and everyone involved with the podcast. Unfortunately, there are expenses that are incurred trying to present this podcast to you. So if you could just spare, you know, a fiver, that we would so, so, so appreciate that. Uh, the main announcement on the Facebook group, Niner Empire GB, has the link to the GoFundMe. Please, please, please donate if you can. Thank you so much for your support all these years. Well, guys, we've reached the end of the show. Anything else you want to say? Go Niners! Um, Go Niners! <laughs> Go Niners. Uh, and, yeah, uh, ha happy anniversary to, to you, Kat. I know that you've had, you know, you've had your your anniversary quite recently. Yeah, so, um, no, I just wanted to wish you all the best. I, ho I hope Joe's feeling a bit better. No, it's, uh, and it was all, you know, as I say, I've not really had a chance, but it was really, as I say, uh, great to come out and spend you know spend this year and sort of seeing you know some of the sites and seeing you and that so yeah yeah but go Niners anyway go Niners thanks to audionautics.com for the music thanks to Andy Mitchell Daryl Nils Handman Deepak Gohill Graham Ross James Little Jason Argo Mark Lyon Nathaniel James Neil Jepson Paul McDonald Rob Newell Ross Irwin Simon Holdsworth and Stephen Box for all the work they do on the show and in the group my apologies if I missed anyone and if you would like to be involved in the show, just let us know. We're always looking for members to help out, contribute, or appear on the show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Niner Empire GB, and on Facebook, search for the group Niner Empire GB. Be sure you check out the Frequency 49 blog on Podbean or your favorite podcast site. You can also email us at Frequency49Show at gmail.com. Time to say goodbye, boys. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> On behalf of Deepak Hill and Nathaniel James, I'm Kat Victorino. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy Monday's game, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>